Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast, Minneapolis Supercross. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. This podcast presented by Thor MX. Thor MX, the gear of choice for a Monster Pro Circuit and all uh, 848 titles that they have. Check them out on ThorMX.com. And don't forget, if you type in PulpMX on BTOsports.com, you'll save money also. So listening to this podcast pretty much just saves you money. That, that's all it does. Um, I'm Steve Mathis, like I said, my host, uh, my other two co-hosts, guys you know, guys you recognize, big heavy hitters in the industry, uh, the RacerX Online edit- editor and my boss, Jason Wygant. Yeah, saving money. I really like this podcast now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Only if, if only you had something better than a 2005 Yamaha. 2003 Yamaha, 2005 KTM. Sorry, sorry. Um, um but you'll be glad to know I actually had to buy some, uh, I had to buy a new set of T-handles the other day, so thanks for the code, bro. Really? You know I did that. Nice, yeah. nice. I did not know you. I probably could have given you a set or two from my garage. What, did you used to work on bikes? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. shoot. Um, and then uh, the other guy on the line is a former um, top privateer racer to the stars, now working at Western Power Sports and in charge of the BTO KTM VIP program, Jason Thomas. That would be me. What's up? Um, all right, Minneapolis. So, you guys were dropping hints like crazy that it was the last Minneapolis, and I figured both of you guys, you know, super connected, super on the inside. But then Diana Dahlgren said uh, during opening ceremonies, this is the last time we're going to be at the Metrodome, and then I, all my respect went out the window for you two because you just simply knew that the Minnesota Vikings weren't going to play there. That was it. There was no big hot tip. Why can't? So, you're saying that if, our news is only as current as Diana Dahlgren's. That's like a downgrade. I mean, you it don't was, respect her as a journalist. It's just, <laughs> it was just common knowledge, and so I should. You don't have been respect up. Diana Dahlgren. She's not sixty minutes to. This isn't Barbara Walters. You know. <laughs> no, Diana does a great job of getting scoops down there. I'm sure if the first rider to come out and say that he won races on PEDs, he'll probably do it on a couch with Diana. D- Wait, that's a totally different scenario now that I think about it. Sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, 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 but yeah, Metrodome. They're those uh, those poor folks, JT. They get a race, it's taken away. They get a race, it's taken away. And now for the third time, I think since '96, they uh, they're gonna lose another race because they don't have a dome for a couple of years. Yeah, it's almost cruel at this point. It's like a cruel joke. Yeah, you come in, tease them a little bit, give them the, one of the greatest races ever, and we yeah, we're just not coming back. <laughs> exactly. And and one of the and uh, one of the very best riders in the world is you know is from Minnesota. Not since uh, Corkini has the sport been rocked with a hometown hero. <laughs> yes, well, they had a little uh, Donnie Schmidt tribute, obviously, uh, which is which is cool to see too. So he's boss, I, bro. I like 
I like how they just left Donnie's bike leaned up against the wall behind the starting gate for the whole night. Did you guys notice yeah, that? Yeah. Two bikes. Yeah. yeah. Chesterfield bike and, and his Suzuki. I guess that Suzuki was really his practice bike. I don't know what the other one was. Um, but they just leaned it up against the wall all night. And, it, you know, in, in the era of Fell being super, you know, anal about everything, I found that strange and weird, but also cool. Um, the bikes being there? Yeah. Just leaning up against the wall. Yeah. 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 I took a picture of him actually, and I was down there interviewing the guys after the podium, and it was just like, there was nothing uh, grand about it. Like, here they are, Donnie Schmidt's bikes. They're just like, eh. Yeah. They're laying well, up against a banner over they, here. Here's a Chesterfield <laughs> Yamaha. They, they did a Legends and Heroes presentation, and then they just leaned up against the wall. Let's watch racing, <laughs> boys. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of funny. Um, what What do you think about Minneapolis as a supercross city, Wygant, and the dome? and the, the I mean, the weather, God, like, I love how, like, in Canada, in Toronto I get blamed for, you know, customs and – Cold weather because I'm Canadian. Um, I still got blamed this weekend for Minneapolis because it was close to Canada, and Canada is a shithole. So, um, what do you think? Why yet? Well, first, this is an unfair shake. Uh, I know Minnesota's cold, but it's not supposed to be snowing in 35 degrees in mid-April. Like this is it was weird for them. Yeah. yeah, right. So I was glad I didn't hear anybody. I was bracing myself for people to hear. To hear how dumb are the Supercross people to come here, and I'd be like, "Come on, this is mm-hmm. this is just random." Um, but you know, I don't think it really bothered people. I mean, the pits were packed. Most of the Minnesota people were just wearing T-shirts and jeans. It meant nothing to them. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. And I fully expected to get zero interviews after the race, but it wasn't ghost towny. Like I think everybody just went through their regular thing. It wasn't like, "Let's ride straight from the podium and just ride the bike to the airport to get out of here as fast as possible." It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. that bad. I thought it was cool, and it is a bummer that they're not going back. It seems like every time they have a race there, the crowd's good, it's, the crowd's pretty big, the crowd's into it, and then they leave. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yep. yep. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. They saw some great racing. All right, so um, JT, um, uh, Ryan Dungey caught and passed the RV, and, and I have not watched the uh, CBS show yet. I did watch the Speed 250 show um, as of this recording Sunday night, but um, – Good battle, great battle between the two guys, and and I love the respect they showed after they crossed the finish line with each other. What do you think of the battle? Was anything out of line? Was anything not cool with you, or was it just good racing? No, it looked good to me. Um, you know, obviously, uh, RV was trying to block there for a while, and uh, I was kind of surprised that. Um, well, I shouldn't say I was surprised that Dungey caught him because I, I know Dungey was just riding on pure adrenaline last night. Uh, you could just see it. He was like a man possessed from the crowd. You know, you just get that extra boost, I think, uh, being in the hometown race like that. Uh, but I, I was a little bit surprised um, by a few things about the race, which we can get into. But um, RV just didn't seem like he had a lot to fight back with or wasn't willing to, you know, get into a knockdown, drag-out type deal at this point in the series or what. Um, but, yeah, that was a little bit surprising to me the way it played out. I just thought that. Uh, maybe the Opoto would have not fought harder, I guess, because mm-hmm. he, he did, you know, block and, and obviously try to win, but he almost kind of trail rode once Dungey got to him, uh, which was a little bit surprising. I, was, I wasn't expecting it, and I was a little bit puzzled, still kind of puzzled. Um, and I kind of just came to the conclusion maybe he just thought Dungey had a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at some point when, you, when you're trying to block over and over, you know, you just realize – 
Yeah. You're probably either going to go down or the guy's going to put you down. Well, you, you've been there as a racer. Um, the bottom line is you got caught and right. late, and late in the race, and, and it's not easy to pick it up, pick your pace up late in the race. You know, like in, you're set, you know? Yeah, I just couldn't tell if he, like we use the term, he blew up, where you just, your heart rate's too high and you have to just back it down. Um, or if he was at his limit, you know, you see guys where they realize that they don't have any more and they're, they're going to crash if they, you know, try to keep, if they try to push the pace anymore. Uh, but do you know where I'm talking about right after the whoops where he just kind of stood up and, and, no. uh, gave Dungey inside pretty much. It was, I, I just haven't seen that before out of him. I don't think ever. So well, I, I didn't talk to Ryan after the race. Why can't you did? And so we'll figure it out. I, I, I did talk to the Cowie guys and I said, that was strange how he did that. And they said, uh, yeah, Ryan thought that Dungey was, uh, closer to him and, you know, kind of had the corner. Right, and I right. need to watch the TV show, but it 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 didn't look like Ryan had the inside and had the corner. Yeah, you know? and and I agree with you. Um, in hindsight, I think he thought that because Villapoto basically the the whoop section was was a disaster for him that lap. Uh, he mm-hmm. like doubled and tripled, and uh, I, I'm sure he thought that Dungey got a run on him, which he didn't. Not um, yeah. No, well, he did get a bit of a run, but nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Bill Poto still could have closed them off for mm-hmm. sure, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I, that, that's very, very possible that he just thought Dungey mm-hmm. was was closer to him and had the line regardless. Um, but I don't think he did. You know, I'm sure if he watches the film with a lap and a half to go, he probably is going to regret the move he made there. Yeah, what, what did he say? Why again? Yeah, he said that he had seen some aggressive passing in that turn, and then the turn after it, you know, when they go across the mechanics, is basically two lefts in a row. So he kind of felt like if he tried to put up a fight, there's a chance that they're going to tangle and go down, although I, I have to think when the guys are racing with Dungy, doesn't that go by the wayside a little bit? Like, are you really thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get taken out here if I try to put up a fight? <laughs> I, one, I, I mean, all yeah. kidding aside, like, really. Um, and then he said even if he had fought back, he still would have been on the outside in the next left-hander, so he was going to get passed anyway. So he's like, I'm going to get past no matter what I do, and if I do try to fight back, there's a chance that he's going to try to make an aggressive move and I go down, so there's just no point. And he pretty much said I just really had to let him go. But at the same time, it's kind of dangerous because you figure Dungy caught him so quick. Once well, you gave him a clean pass, what are the chances you're going to get him back? And there's two and a half laps left. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah. it was a bizarre move, I think, but – but the but, but but the bottom line is Dungy caught him and was going faster. So, you know, like JT said, you can only block him for so long. But what a race, man! That was really exciting. Um, well, is there a part that we just say, "Hey, he's got a twenty-three or twenty-four point lead over Dungy at that point. Dungy's already caught him. Crowd's going nuts. He's on the inside." That you just cut your losses? Like, is that part of it? I don't think so because you know a lap before that he had in the first turn before the rhythm. Ice raced in there and got him out. It wasn't It was that very lap. Was it, it was that three okay. corners before that? Yeah. So yeah. he was like, F you. You know what I mean? I'm getting this yep. back. Um, yep. So I don't think so. In, in my but mind. But he was controlling all the lines at that point. Like, <laughs> I'm sure when he was on the inside, he was fine with parking the bike and stuffing him. But when yeah. he was on the outside, I think he wanted no part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't think. But, it's, but I think it's only um, a, 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 a race situation move that he does that. The, the points lead and all that and the momentum, that isn't – he's not thinking that. He's thinking, no. I had him three corners before on the inside, and yeah. now he's got me, 
and I'm going to get him back. You know, you know, like there's no, there's, I didn't see any points. I got a points lead, and it's in Minneapolis, and I'm chilling from Ryan Villapoto. I mean, maybe his, maybe his fans will say that, you know, in order to, you know, justify the loss or something. But uh, Ryan Dungey was the better guy on this night. Yeah, but he did go through a corner standing up and basically waved him by. Yeah, I would agree there. I think if he doesn't have the point situation, if the point situation is much different, if they're tied in points, I don't think he trail rides through that turn under any circumstances ever. I don't. Because there's no reason to worry about. There's no reason. you got to go for it at that point. There's no reason to check up and say, oh, he may- maybe he has me. Well, you know? I just think that he th- he thought he would get taken out, and so he was like, go, I'm getting you right back. But, it, it, I mean, Regardless, it was a. I, I do agree. I think we all agree that it wasn't a great decision, and in hindsight, he wouldn't wouldn't do that. But I yeah, think, obviously, yeah. hindsight is yeah. much easier. And he was basically he's he's making a decision from looking behind him. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think I think that was a bad move. But I think I don't think the points race came into it. It was just a bad tactical move. You know, that's all. Um, but man, yeah, he did say also he was struggling because. And it, it, honestly, if you're Villapoto, there's probably very few times. How many times in the last few years have you had a guy just on you mm-hmm. and you can't get away? And he said he was really lost because he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where he was gaining time. He didn't know what lines he was going to use to pass him. And it was re- he said it was really hard to race like that I, in I, general. I looked today on the um, – well, I was doing some research uh, um, in segment times to see, okay, well, where, where – uh, nothing – it didn't show anything as far as an edge for Dungy. Like Villapoto. They weren't even Chad Reed had the fastest segment one, which I think was the wow. start line to the whoops. Maybe I don't I don't know. I need to look and see, but there was no segment where Dunge stood out. There was no lap time where Dunge stood out. It was like a gradual, just tense, tense, tense. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't right. figure out where where Ryan was better. Ryan Dungey was better. Roger thought he was better in the flat turns after the first turn, and he thought he was better. After the race, I talked to Roger, and Roger thought he was better in the in the tabletop section of staying lower, but it was hard to tell. We did he did have a couple lines that were I thought quite a bit better. Um, the 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 turn before the triple, uh, he was going inside there after the you had the tabletops then left. Yeah, um, Dunge would would go to the in, uh, triple double inside, and Villapoto was going outside. That was noticeably faster. Um, and then there was there was one other line he had it, he he had the insides basically, mm-hmm. um, and you could see RV tried to switch it up, but at, at that point it was it was over. Well, that split lane definitely came into effect, and we were I, maybe we were a bit wrong on that because the right side was where Dunge made the pass. Well, yeah, and I was really surprised to see that RV got protective there. He yeah, he had been yeah. going outside yes. um, the whole the whole main event. Until Dunge got right on him, he decided, okay, I'm going inside. And I don't think that, that Dunge could have made a move there. If he had just stuck with his line, mm-hmm. I don't think that he could have gotten to him. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, seemed to be – and obviously that's not where the, the pass ended up sticking from. But um, Yeah, it, was, it seemed, to, seemed to be a factor. Yeah, just uh, – and as you were saying, Weege, uh, RV hasn't been in that situation very often, if I can re- recall ever, maybe a few times with Stu in a heat race this year where he wasn't the fastest guy, and he's actually had to think where the other guy is. He's usually on the other end of the coin. So uh, what of a different dynamic we saw? Well, the, the, 
if, if it's uh it's more outdoors but there have been some races four or five off the top of my head where Ryan Dungey catches and passes Villapoto. You know? It's, yeah, it's, I'm talking yeah, about Supercross. Yeah, yeah, Supercross yeah. is a different different yeah. animal. Yeah, Supercross, uh, I can't think of too many. But um, certainly, I think there was an Indianapolis a couple of years ago. Yeah, outdoors, you can kind of do your own thing. Supercross is so much more, you have to worry about where the guy is because yeah. it's almost always block passing. Uh, outdoors, the guy can usually find another way around without getting crazy aggressive. So, again, is this uh, – how much of this win – and, it, you know, we're in this game, so we have to, we have to play this game because we're in this, in this game. Oh, uh, how's okay. that for being deep? Uh, <clears throat> how much of the win was Dungy in Minneapolis uh, having the inspiration, and how much was it – like, we're going to see that in this weekend in Seattle? I think the last couple of weeks have been so close between those guys on actual speed yeah. that uh, – it, I, I don't think it's like a major flip-flop um, in anything, so I don't know if this guarantees is going to happen again. I, I'd say the real difference really with this race was, um, you know, Villapoto, as usual, what did he start to say, third, and he was immediately into the lead. And then he absolutely hauled on those first two or three laps, even the first lap. He had a pretty good lead on the first lap. And I think this time Dungey was able to minimize that damage enough. Mm-hmm. And then he did, Dungey did say after the race that that's something they've been working on, a rare drop of some actual information from Dunge. Right. Um, that, you know, he knows the race. What's been the script? Pretty much, what, five of the last six races? By the time Dungey gets going, it's like the 10th lap, but he's already seven or so seconds behind, and what is he going to do? This time he was two seconds behind. Yeah. So I, I think it's just a little bit different in the last couple of weeks, but Dungey's been pretty close to him on speed, you know, straight up lap times last couple of weeks. So I don't think it was a major, major difference. I don't think it's a sign of things to come or anything. They're just close. Right. right. It's just, just one of those weekends. Yeah, and it could flip <clears throat> the other way around because they're pretty much dead even on speed, it almost seems like right now. One thing that did happen was Dungey moved into second in the points. So we've been waiting for yeah. that. D- Davey Millsaps rode well, and he got overlooked a little bit because those guys started pulling him. They were in their own little world. But uh, Davey rode well to get third, although, you know, nobody was talking about him after the race. But regardless, uh, the the points, now now, now Dungey's in second. So, And we probably expect Dungey to stay in second for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of those deals we see a lot at, toward the end of the year. Um, you can kind of see the two guys who are really pushing each other and matching each other, and that's making them go to another level. And I think Millsaps and everybody else are riding well. And I'm sure we'll get to Barsha later in this show. His camp is not very positive about him getting fourth week in and week out. But it just seems like to expect any of those guys to find this extra that the two Ryans have right now because they're just going after each other, yeah. it's just unrealistic to expect them to find that intensity. JT, is it, um, is it, just, is it training? Is it being veterans of the series? Is it... Um, being in a title hunt, there's no question that the challengers have been falling off here, left and right. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a few factors that you mentioned. I think it's a long series, too, keeping that intensity for four, four and a half months straight or whatever the series is is uh, very difficult to do. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, it's a, lot, a lot of things. I don't think Davey's ever been in the situation he was this year where he had all that pressure week after week after week, and 
you know, it's hard to say if that weighed on him or took its toll on him as far as losing that edge that we saw he had. Because he, he definitely had an edge uh, the, the first half of the series that I don't think he has now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see him with the fastest time or the top three every single practice anymore. Uh, and not, not to say he's not riding very well. Uh, he, was, he was clearly the third best guy. But uh, it's a little bit different situation than we saw at the beginning of the season for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly, huh? Um, and what about Bam Bam? Let's get to him. Uh, fourth again, and that is uh, Bam Bam has been fifth, fifth, uh, third, fifth, fifth, fourth, fourth. So uh, inside the top five, uh, let me, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight races inside the top five for Barsha. Yeah, it seems like it, this happens every year, where as the season wears on and as I kind of was alluding to with Millsaps, the guys kind of find their position and, and you kind of know your role a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know what really happens with the mentality of everybody, but uh, just the, the excitement starts to wear down a little bit and guys kind of get beat down mentally about their, their optimism and what they think their potential. And then you just kind of see the same guys in the same spots every week. And it happens every year, and I don't really know the, the complete reason <laughs> for it. But it just seems like the consistency – picks up as the season goes on, and then guys kind of are in the same place, battling the same guys every week the last few weeks. Uh, well, again, the, uh, we, we talked to uh, – we went in the Honda truck before the, for the um, night show, and uh, Tim Ferry and Jeff Stanton were in there. Two great champions, by the way. Um, and Stanton's, Stanton's basically – I mean, I was, we were kind of razzing him about not being happy with Justin's riding. So, and, and he won a race – so there definitely has been a drop off in the fact that he hasn't won again, but I think he's doing fine. It's his rookie year, right? Are you agreeing with me? Yeah, and I think we went in there. Um, like I have a two year old daughter right now, and like you try to like have her do some of the funny stuff she says, like on command, say this, say that, because you know it's going to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like we went into that truck to ask Stanton what he thinks of Barsha, just to get a hilarious reaction out of him. <laughs> so we go in there, and it's like, hey. Six time, tell Weege what you think of Barsha's season. Oh yeah, and then that's right. I think he just just dirty look and eye roll. I think was, <laughs> was the move, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we said, "Come on, he's fourth in points. It's his rookie year. He's been riding good. He won a race. Well, we're not here to get fourth." And then after the race, I go into the truck, and I'm like, I look at Stan, and I'm like, "So?" And he's like, "Come on, what do you think?" <laughs> and then Barsha's mom busts in. And starts going off about fourth is unacceptable, this is wrong. And I said the same thing. I'm like, I said the same thing to Jeff. It's his rookie season. What do you expect? And she's like, did you see how close he was to Dungey on the first lap? Did you see how far behind he was Dungey at the end? I'm like, oh, God. Well, I guess you can't bag on us if we say anything bad about him. She's like, I never would say whatever you want. (laughs) I have to jump in here because we we talked about this, I know, already amongst us, but this, it's such a different attitude than there was the beginning of the year, right? I'm um, pos- I'm, I, I need, yeah. We need to go back and look. I think we actually have a, an interview with Stanton. Um, what, somebody did it. We need to probably go back and look. But I'm, I'm also with you, JT. He, there was, from everyone in, that era, in the camp, um, hey, we're rookies, man. It's great. We're just going to figure it out. We want to raise. It's awesome. 
Uh, but you know, whatever we do, we do. We're just—it's a long series. We're here to learn. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. It was all about experience and no, you know, not too high, not too low. Everything's, you know, we're we're good. Um, whatever happens, we'll just you know roll it into experience, and next year we're going to come out here ready to fight. And then now it's like they expected to win the title, and fourth place is terrible, and you know it's just completely different attitude. Yeah, it's so, interesting. Yeah, interesting for sure. I think he's fun. I think I think the kid's fine. I do too, and he's going to learn a lot. He's going to, you know, remember if he's out there and he thinks he should be winning, he's going to remember the beatdown he's taking right now in the off season. And right, you know, the kid's got a lot of growing to do. You know, um, when when Villapoto came out there, he didn't win straight away. You know, it's uh, it just you know, there's a there's a learning curve for everyone. Some some guys are quicker. Some guys are. You know, uh, obviously he was winning right away, but he's never done a 17 race series. So, um, Ricky, yeah, I wouldn't be too hard on him for Ricky, sure. Ricky Carmichael didn't win right away. Um, Ryan Villapoto didn't win right away. Uh, Villapoto won that Seattle race near that end of that first year. Um, I think there's there's a lot to be said for uh, guys that have never done 17 races with one weekend off. You know, to to have that the level that those guys are at. To have that for, you know, over four months, um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to ask, you know. The the guys that are winning now have done it many, many times. They know what to expect. They know how to prepare for it. So Never mind uh, four months. Uh, you get a week off, and we're starting another 12-round series. You right. know what I mean? Like, like it, it is gnarly. It's, it's Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I think we're all in agreement Barsh is doing great, right? We're all... For- for sure. I yeah, mean, he's, he right. got fourth. It's not like he was riding around in 12th, right, right. you know. Um, how awesome you was You know what? It? I think oh. that what happened is uh, it's easy to say you, you, you're just going to learn in your rookie year. But Barsha and Dungy had a couple situations. Like, he was challenging Dungy immediately when he jumped up to a 450 at the Nationals a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you could make the argument he was better than Dungy at the Nations. Uh, I think he was better than Dungy even at uh, Monster Cup. So I think they had in the back of their mind, they might have been saying – the right things, but mm-hmm. I think that they were had reason to have really high expectations. Then you win the second race of the year, right? Uh, I, I think it almost readjusted everything, and then now it's more. This is just reality, uh, but they don't want to hear it. I think they they had big, big, big right. plans because of how it had gone at one point. You know, I was thinking why well, when we were in the truck there, um, like those there was those people around there. I don't really know who they were, and. We were all just laughing and joking or whatever and talking, telling stories. And then did you hear the part where I said, hey, Stanton, Tammy Ferry, has got something you don't have, 125 Supercross title. You know, take that or whatever. Yeah. Like I started thinking to myself, i got to back this shtick off. Because these guys, these dudes don't know me. You know what I mean? Like I'm almost like, I wonder if they're like, oh, my God, who is this guy telling Stanton? I he- think, was the one girl in there uh, Trey's girlfriend? Isn't that who it is? Yeah, the girl was, yeah. Yeah. Right, and they said like, like January one this year, she didn't know anything about Supercross, so she does not know the Steve Mathis, Tim Ferry stick for sure. Well, and even those other guys probably, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. yeah. I'm just like thinking to myself afterwards, like, oh man, like, like I, you know, I would think that I'm an idiot. I'm telling six time, he doesn't have 125 Supercross title to stuff it, you know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, sometimes I wonder, like, I got to back this down. Uh, I love every minute of it, man. I think it's great. Um, but uh, all right, and what else? Uh, I guess let's get to Josh Hill, right? 
Yeah. Should we yeah. Get, should we go there? Uh, fast all day, um, and, and we 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 did it in our pre race uh, pulpcast. Fast all day, both practices top ten. It was like the week off because you know last week was good for him too. If you look at the results, he actually got set eighth uh, last night, or, or yeah, he got eighth last night. He got eighth in Houston. They couldn't be any more different eights, though. You know, this is but even eighth was good in Houston, and now this eighth is amazing. I mean, the guy was great. It was like the weekend off. He he drank some magic potion, and, and he's a different guy. We, we we all talked about this, I think, on this show, or maybe the pre race thing, or one of the times that we all talk. Maybe it was maybe when nobody's even recording it. I don't know. But what was it, where was he getting back to? What was happening? What, what what was his next ride? And we all agreed it was a uh, you know Moto Concepts ride, or a um, a Valley Yamaha Tyloo. ride or something. Tyloo, Ty, Ty yeah. Um, but maybe not. Um, no. Why again? What do you think? Like he won a heat. Josh Hill won the heat. Yeah, there were signs. Uh, like he he in the two weeks. There's been two massive leaps in the two weeks because I feel like last week was. Wow, I didn't expect Weimer, or sorry, he'd get to like the Weimer, or even like his teammate Tickle, for example. I didn't think he'd be get to that level, like those fringe top ten guys. Like at one point, he was just trying to make mains, right? Right. So I think last week you're like, okay, he could be in that that short Weimer, Brayton, Tickle area where you're inside the top ten, even when all the guys are healthy, which I think was a big step for him. But now I feel like after this weekend, you start wondering, well, wait a minute, can he go even beyond that? Is this a chance to get a guy who has a shot at podiums and such on the cheap? Because who's really, uh, you know, Eli Tomac's not going to come without a huge price tag, right? Right. But what is Josh Hill's price tag? Then you watch last night's race and you're like, well, okay, he's not maybe as rock solid as Tomac, that's for sure, but he seems to give you a puncher's chance. That's a big step. Crazy, huh, JT? Yeah, it was. Uh... It was really impressive night. Uh, I, the main event, you know, the eighth was okay. Um, he, did, he definitely didn't ride as well as he did in the heat. He made some some big some mistakes and and gave some spots away. Um, but obviously, he's making huge strides. I mean, the heat race was flawless. I mean, he rode. He looked like 2010 Josh Hill out there. Uh, he got into the lead early. Nobody really pressured him. Chad really couldn't do anything, you know, couldn't really put a wheel on him or do anything. Um, yeah, I mean, he looks like he'd been winning heat races all year. Crazy. Uh, yeah. What a, what an improvement. Like, I always heard, like, his foot was still an issue, and it's going to be an issue. It's just it is what it was. It is what it is, and, and uh, it didn't heal correctly, but he's, he, he got by all right, but. I mean, at this point, his, it can't be a foot issue or anything like that. It's just going to be a Josh Hill issue. I mean, I don't think you can go win a 450 Supercross heat, you know, with, with a foot that's holding you back or whatever. That, that, was, that was impressive. Man. What if he keeps beating Tickle? What then? I don't know. He looked great. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly saw it in practice. He looked like one of those guys. I, I saw him jump in behind RV to do a, to do a fast lap, and – I, you know, it was just like they're doing the same thing. They're the same in the corners. Yeah. They're doing, you know, I was like, wow, that he looks like an elite level guy. And I, I tweeted that yesterday that um, I haven't really seen that. You know, you can always tell 
even as much as I love Kanairi and those guys, and you know I've battled with those guys hundreds of times. But you can you can watch Bobby Kanairi doing his hot lap, and you can watch Phil Poto or Dungey doing their hot lap, and it's it's a different look. You know the momentum's different. Uh, it's just, a, and then that's what I saw out of Josh Hill. So it, it definitely impressed me. I, I don't know where he found it all of a sudden, but why? Uh, why you got to shit talk hardworking guys like Bobby Kanari? I'm not. Trust me, <laughs> I'm, I'm not at all. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a bizarre thing. Um, and it, and really, seriously, it, after the break, right? He, he was not, he was just a guy. After until Houston, he was just yeah, a guy. and he said as much that he felt like he had this speed going into the season, and then he got hurt right away. Yeah, uh, so that put him back, and then we're just kind of seeing where he was again. Right. So maybe you know you hear all the time you hear from Watson and hear these guys that he's he's riding good. You know he's ready, he's ready, he's ready, and then we see him and he's not. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe he maybe he's right. Maybe he was. This was the Josh Hill we should have seen all year, but. It, not how it played out. Did you attach him on the tweet saying how good he was? I did not. No, I know. Much to your chagrin, I did not. Uh, I mean, am I off base on that? Am I just, like, crazy? Uh, it depends. It depends on your where you're coming from. If you're a random looking for attention from said rider, maybe maybe you have a point. What do you mean? I, I think if you're... A random? What does that mean? Just uh, if you're just a, a spectator or a fan or somebody that Josh Hill doesn't know, and you're hoping to attract his attention oh, yeah, and I'm get okay. a shout out back, yeah, right? I'm okay. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. All day long, do that. Yeah, great. But um, yeah, just is brutal. Yeah, I mean, I obviously it bugs you. I, I don't really care either way. Right. Um, well, I, get, I, I'm, well, I got other problems. I'm short, and I just retired, and I got all these other issues going on. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life's good for me, obviously, but that's what I'm worrying about. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, well, again, right? Like, am I off base with this? All these people, I just—it just drives uh, me nuts. Just in case people don't even know what we're talking about here, Steve is not a fan of when you say something awesome out of Rodder, putting his Twitter handle in that tweet, because then you're basically just doing it as a blatant ass kiss for that guy. You're not putting information out there for people. You're just doing it to kiss his ass. Exactly. So, uh, and, yeah, and, that's, and we have that's, many. I just want to clarify this, I, and I totally agree. I hate that. You'll never see that on Racer X where we say, like, awesome job tonight, you know, at Blake Wharton flying through the whoops. Like, Hold on a second. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you'll never see that on Racer X because you're not always on the account. <laughs> I'd be careful well, with you, you'll well, who nev- else is you? Do you do it? No, but I'd be careful with you'll never see that on Racer X because we don't know who's tweeting. Yeah, it, you it's you really at the race. When it comes to the races, it's you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. No, no but so I mean. I don't, ju- and during the week stuff is different when it's like you got to cover – or, yeah. hey, we have an interview coming up with a guy. I think that's totally different. But when it's just a straight-up backslap that usually comes from the races, and yeah, those yeah. Right. tweets are usually us. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I hate it also because it's just, you know what? I don't, I don't even text riders after the race just to say good job. Like, that's, that's for their buddies. That's for their friends. That's for their family. You know, I'm not going to kid myself and claim that I'm, like, part of the support group for yeah. any of these guys. Yeah. But I think you've got to make an exception in the Josh Hill deal. Like, the dude was at the depths of hell. He's come back. Let him have all the ass-kissing and back-slapping he can handle. I'm fine with it. Again, you're not going to see it in the race race account, but I'm not going to crucify others. Ridiculous. All right. All right. Sorry. Um, Give me your counterpoint, though. I know you have a great point. What tweets won't you see? Yeah, you won't see, for example, and I hate to throw my friends Vermoto under the bus, but they have a column called um, uh, Anchors and Chargers. 
and it's guys who dropped back in position uh, from the main event. And it, it's a cool idea. It's a neat little column. Uh, they don't go, hey, Josh Hill, you're an anchor this week. Congratulations. Hey, hey, everybody, check out at Mike Alessi 800 and how he went from, you know, first to, t- to 20th. You know what I mean? They'll never be there for the for the for the negative stuff, or you know, are we cheerleaders or do we report on shit? Like, if 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 it's important enough, the rider will see it or whatever. Like, who cares? Like, you don't need to, you know. I just think it's chicken shit to put them on the good stuff and then not put them on the stuff that you know doesn't make them look so good. Yeah. Well, I think in, in any sport, there's that fine line of journalist slash friend where the you know it's always in question i think it happens in every sport i just i don't like it i think it's brutal and and, and let's face it somebody like hill i mean there was a plenty of crap talking going on about josh hill in the pits among the insiders but what an idiot backflip he threw it all away what a moron he'll never get it he'll never be back what about hire a triple was that ever said <laughs> yeah well i got yelled at uh by Watson leaning out the window, yelling me, yelling at me. What about our triple? What about our triple? As I oh, he of, did get you. Yeah. What about walking out of the yeah. pits? And yeah. I saw him, and he was all over me. He's like, "What about your boy Mathis? What about the triple?" Yeah, but I don't even. I don't really even know where that's applicable though. In, typ- in typical Kenny Watson form, I think he. I mean, Josh Hill would be a triple, perhaps. Now, you know what I mean? Like he's elevated yeah. himself into that column. I don't really know. My only comeback to him, and it's tough when you. Someone surprises you as you're driving away. My only comeback was, I didn't know you still had a job. That was my <laughs> only comeback to him. So, um, but anyways, good for Josh Hill and good for the team. Um, you know, great, great job. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So, um, well, and let's see this weekend. Let's see if he can keep this up. What if he starts? What if he beats Brock Tickle? The rest of the race is out. Oh, oh, that's not that good for Brock Tickle. You know, but hey, whatever. They're only they're going outdoors, and it's only with Brock. So, and we saw I don't see Bro- any reason why uh, why Hill doesn't keep this up, barring you know something something terrible. But uh, JT, I'll, I'll pose this one to you. I got to figure that this is by the way that he started second in the main. That's the first time he's been up front in a 450 main in years. So I got to figure he just has to go through that a few times, and then he'll figure that out too. Like he's going to improve each time he does it, right? I would think so. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's a comfort level and a I'm supposed to be here factor. Uh, I, I think the riding is there. We've seen, you know, I saw him popping in and off, you know, on and off the board in practice, which we haven't seen in years. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, you'd have to say that the more he gets comfortable running up there, and it's really the mental side where you're like, okay. I'm not getting out of the way anymore. I'm supposed to be here. Uh, and then yeah. everything starts to, to get better. Uh, we can't ask Jason Thomas this question, Weege, because we okay. know what the answer will be. But what do you think of Chad Reed? You know, I thought it was really good, too. And it's really strange, that heat race. He got second, but it was so overshadowed. It, it would have been, a, and if it were anybody else but Hill leading that heat race, it would have been, Wow. Reed, game time decision, mm-hmm. two or three weeks out of knee surgery, is battling for the lead in this heat race. But instead it was, wow, Hill just beat Chad friggin' Reed. Right. Uh, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good night. Yeah. Because I feel like, 
there really wasn't much of a difference between where he was before the surgery. You could be that good right out of it. I got to figure he's going to get better each week here, right? Um, yeah. I can't believe that. I can't believe he did this well. Hey, uh, he dropped uh, he dropped something in the post race interview that I got from him. Um, something about I want to be top Honda rider. You know what I mean? So I guess obviously he, he top three in the points isn't realistic. He's fifth in the points. He's eight back of Barsha. Um, interesting though that he said that. Oh. You know, so wants to be top Honda rider even with missing missing around. You know. Uh, oh. So there's something for him to go. To shoot well, I for. was wondering why he would race here. So now I've maybe we've just uncovered it. Like there's mm, there is something in the back of his mind for whatever reason. Yeah, it's important to him. Yeah, and I guess when you're a guy like Chad Reed, you you need to focus or goal, and you know that's it. Um, well, is it that simple? Is it that shallow? Just I needed to give myself a goal, or is there something else there? I'm sure Chad would be pumped that we would be discussing this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think he really cares. No? No. No, JT, he does not care. Uh, I don't think so. He's the one that threw it out there. Right, right, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think, wait, you mean he doesn't care actually about passing Barsham points? Or what does he not care about? I'm confused what he doesn't care about. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. He's like Weston Pike. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's become uh, a nihilist. Wow. <laughs> Weston got 10th, by the way. Good job, Weston Pike. He wrote good, too. Man. Battling with the Jet. Oh, out of the main event. Ooh. Please don't encourage him with the Jet talk. Good. The jet break. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com. To help out pulpamex.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. The Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM Race Team and the heart of the BTO Sports Amateur Motocross Team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. 
To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. What about Jared Jet Brown? Are you pissed if you're Jared Jet Brown and you got this goofball from Racer X trying to steal your nickname? Well, no. I think you can see, first of all, that's supposedly his real middle name, so he has no control over that. That's, that's what it says in the entry sheet, right? His middle name. Yes. So he, yeah. it's on a nickname. And I think that role rolls off the tongue. Jared Brown, Justin Brayton, very similar. So why would it not work the same way? Hmm. And very, very fast. Do you think Pike? Very, did, yeah. very fast. Do you think Pike was out there thinking about, I'm battling with the Jet? I can't believe it? I don't think he was thinking about anything. Yeah. He doesn't even believe in Jets. No. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, we were saying back to the Chad Reed. Chad Reed doesn't care that we're discussing it, that perhaps he wants to stick it to Honda in being the top Honda rider. No, but my point is we all know oh. that Reed likes stirring things up. He likes when, you know, throwing some things out there. So I don't think he minds that. We're t- so we're going to try to figure out why does he say that. And I'm wondering, it has not been totally rosy with him and Honda this year, right? There's been some issues, Air Force, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think he's been super pumped. So I think that he would take pride in beating the factory team. I don't think it's just a way to motivate himself to get up in the morning. Mm. You know, he's just tricking himself. Yeah, I yeah. think there might actually be something to that where he'd be like, hey, they had their opinion on some things. I have my opinion on another. I missed a race, and I still beat their guys in points. Don't you think yeah. there's something to that? Yes. yes. JT, you agree? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to my pre-race pick for the win. Oh, oh, he, uh, he sucked me in again. Yeah. <laughs> the seven James Stewart. It, this is tough. This is, this is getting to be, this isn't car crash yet, but it's getting bad. It's getting ugly. JT. Yeah. I think you're, you're a little bit silly. Uh, you, you let the, uh, the looks, you bought, you know, you, you you said it correctly. You got sucked in. And it is a wonderful thing to watch. It's a tractor beam. It's a tractor beam of skill and speed. It's, it is. You watch them in practice and you're like, man, how is that guy not going to win tonight? It's a beautiful flower that, what's the flower that eats things? Uh, yeah, it's like a. Um, what is that flower? All I can think of is Seymour from. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. The Spanish, little, little, shop little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. What flower is that? <clears throat> Venus flytrap. Yes. That is James Stewart. Yes. Please land on me and then <laughs> you're you eating. Yes. Because, uh, man, you watch him like he, he just, he, you know, he just does what he does. And I thought, I don't, I mean, I truly, in my heart of hearts, I didn't think he was going to win. I, you know, I did it a little bit, but I did think that he looked great in practice and, and it could happen, you know, <laughs> but, man, it just, <clears throat> It, yeah. Well, what do you think, JT? I mean, you should know better at this point. Is I, I, I do. I, I I do know better. But God, he just looks so good out there. He does. And well, is there an injury factor now? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, because he. I didn't see anything. I mean, he was fourth. horribly go wrong right. in that main event when he pulled off. He was fourth. Might have ca- caught Davy. You know. Right. Uh, which is a good night. Get on the podium is a good night. Um, why can't you watch the show? The, the case they showed the case before he pulled off. Yeah, but it wasn't anything super gnarly. Um, 
but you could see like the next whatever two or three jumps, yeah. two or three turns, he was kind of not riding right, and then he once he got to the starts right, he just took his hand off and he was done. But he, but the, you know he had a big crash in the heat, so I don't know what it. He did eighty percent of the damage there, and then nine percent more damage, and then put it at I, I I don't know if you can put numbers on this, but I don't know. Everybody I talked to over there said they weren't panicking like oh my god he's got a broken wrist. Very strange. The heat race crash was strange too. Yeah, it was just like too far, too far outside, and it was compounded because they said he actually hit the rear brake lever on the tough block, which made him not only, you know, get bounced off the tough block, but then also nosedive at the same time. Yeah, which made that thing worse. But you know, I got in trouble last year because I'd said in an outdoor preview that Stewart's the biggest mystery in the sport. I don't think that went over well in his camp because it's like, what do you mean? You know, he's always fast. You know, either. There is no mystery with Stewart, but I think this this is the kind of thing I mean. Like, we cannot wrap our heads around this. Like, how is it that he could be so good yet things go so bad? Like, what? And the same day, how can that be? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I've never seen anything like it. I'm scared for the outdoors. You know, he's gonna be pushing it. I think those guys have him covered. Could be bigger crashes. I don't know. Although his mentality this year has been, you know, I hurt my knee and I'm doing what I can. And, like, he genuinely, when he makes the podium, he seems like that's cool. That's good. He's happy. Got to give it up to my team and Leroy and my guys. And, like, you know, he's almost like a, a new – he's settling a little bit for whatever reasons. So maybe he settles in the outdoors, but I don't think so, you know. I don't know. I guess At least early anyway. Right. I think he – I mean, beat Ryan Dungey last year, four straight motos. So, he already thinks he can beat Ryan Dungey. You know? Right. Right. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if, if he starts the outdoors, it doesn't go to his liking, say, winning four motos in a row. How long does he stick it out before he gets his knee fixed? Yeah. Because you have to start looking at this, because I did this two years ago, you have to start looking at time frame and putting that equation into 2014 recovery-wise. Um, at, at some point, you know, I would assume he wants to get it fixed before the 14 season, right? Yeah. So. No, Steve, I thought he said in your, on Pulp Show a couple weeks ago that he was just, it was yeah. the end of the career one. Yeah, he said he thinks he's going to need surgery after his career, but I think. But not before 2014. No, 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 no. And, but I think it's one of those things where you put it down, like it, it could happen anytime. It's a, it's a grenade, you know? Yep. I, w- I would think if it's any kind of factor in his training or riding or anything right now, He's not going to want to go through that again for another season. Yeah, but that—that's just me. I, I don't know his plans, but I—I I would suggest that having been, you know, having lived through it, uh, man, it's, it's tough to. It's always on the back of your mind, you know. Right. Even if it causes you one weekend, we're just like, man, I just don't have it this weekend. My knee hurts. If you're trying to win a championship, that's really not ideal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. Um, Interesting. We gotta move this thing along a little bit because we gotta talk about the two of the East class at JT irate. Um, Alessi, another hole shot. Oh yeah, the eight hundred. No one two for two. Nothing crickets. I can't get anybody excited. Two for two last night. He was not good in the whoops. Oh man, it was bad. He but, wasn't good. I didn't think he was. He didn't have a good night. His starts were good. Uh, he said he had a crash in practice, which I d- he did on yeah, the start yeah. straightaway. No, that bad, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Took him off his game. But, man, he, he whole shot of the heat, and then he got seventh, and nothing really happened. 
just, yeah. yeah. Hangtown can't get here soon enough, no, I think, I, I for that agree. team. Uh, JT, Andrew Short rode well. He rode very well. Maybe his best he, race. He did. Yep. Solid. So very, very solid. Um, got a good start, which helped a ton. Mm-hmm. But but he rode well. You know, it took Chad a long time to get him, and he was, uh, you know, close to close to Barsha for a long time. Very very encouraging ride. Yeah. The Twenty nine. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and where oh, well before we get to this, uh, why again? You 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 um you figured out that the short uh, talk to Carmichael, talk to Tickle. They 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 hope they all buried their their beefs. Uh yeah, he I guess he went over there yeah. and talked to the team, and I guess it, Ricky was downstairs, so he talked to him first, and then the riders up in the lounge, and he talked to them too. But um, you know, there's such a fine line always between what's dirty riding and what's a takeout. Like, like does this mean that tickle and short are fairly similar in speed, so they end up hooking up a lot in yeah. battles? Yeah. Like if he touches them completely without any thought of dirty riding or taking him out, it's still going to ignite again because yeah. they're probably going to say, hey, you said you wouldn't do this again, and you just did. And then he'll say, but that wasn't yeah, on purpose, like, and that's what started this in the first place. Like, how do you make passes in Supercross? You have to get it in there a little bit, you know? You have to... Right, right. So that's – they say it's over, but I don't know if it's over. We just use the term hooking up with each other, and you got to get it in there in the same – Yeah, in, sometimes in... you're coming from behind. <laughs> sometimes you are coming from behind. Um, you stuffed him. Uh, rode well, though. Uh, so as good as short road, uh, JT, I feel like Matt Gurkey is maybe dropping off a little here late in the season. I don't see as many like, wow, look at Gurkey moments. Nah, he he rode really good in the main event, but he was, I don't remember if he crashed or, or what mm-hmm. happened, but he was way, way, way back. Okay. But he, right. he rode good. Uh, lap time-wise and all that, he was he was good. Um I just think it was overshadowed by the fact that there was such a great race at the front, and he was like last at the beginning. Okay, all right. So, and, because I, I know the attitude in the truck was, "Don't even sweat it." Like you rode great. His lap times are really, really good, and all the things, all the things are right. Yeah, just you can't guess, be last at the beginning. Yeah, I guess I just never noticed because it was all you know. The other stuff was going on. Didn't see what right. what had happened to Matt. But there was yeah. quite a battle for top ten, and I know Forrest Butler over the BTO Sports KTM. He wants. Gurky to get that 10 spot from Tickle. Yes, like, oh yeah, there's a, like the, there's like the, a uh, big competition. And I think it's healthy competition, but it's still competition. Two points right now. Yeah. Two point difference. Uh, and the, it, the Jets not that far ahead either, Wygant. Jets got them covered. Oh, really? Oh, no problem. Okay, alright. <laughs> Never seen anybody so confident. Um, Yeah, yeah, that, that should be good. Uh, Weimer didn't want to talk after the race. He was friendly about it, but I don't know what's going on there, you know. Just I don't right. think he does either. Yeah, I agree. I really don't. Right, yeah. Definitely struggling a little bit. I um, feel for him. It's tough. When you're doing the work, which I know he's – if he's around that program, you have to do the work. You know, yeah, there, there's yeah. no yeah. – just I'm going to sit this one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to to struggle, putting in that much effort, and it's it's your life, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. Yeah. And when, every, when nothing's going right, it's – not a not a good time. Let's uh let's move to two fifty class or anything else about four fifties. anyone? Uh nope, not really. All right, let's go to two fifties. Uh Muscan won again, fourth win of the year. He is five points back of Wilhelm going into Las Vegas. Um well, again, who you like for this thing? We're just gonna boil it down that quickly. What's what's going on with, with one race left? I still like Wilhelm for the title. 
three. You know. I do too. I mean, five points is just it's five points, and especially in this field. I mean, there's really Bowers maybe has gotten up to the level, maybe podium level also, but uh, you know, it it would be hard for Han to not get second. I guess you know he'd have to go down. I think he can beat those two guys straight up and get second. I do but too. Yeah, Muscan. I don't think there's any doubt now. Muscan's the fastest guy. Han had nothing for him, even when he got in the second, and Muscan had no reason to keep plugging away at a big lead. He still pulled away. Uh, so that's got to be dangerous to think about. I don't. Can you see a way that Han beats him straight up speed-wise? Muscan? I, I, I can, yeah. I can. Oh, you think? Yeah, I, I can. I mean, okay. he rode, I thought he rode very well um, last night. He screwed around with Wharton a little bit. Wharton was the X factor. And the fact that oh, yeah. I thought they held, you know, he held Han up because they were they were playing the go fast go slow game, and Muscan had a clear track and was checking out. I don't know if Han, even if that doesn't happen, I'm not I'm not saying Han catches Muscan, but I think it's closer, and I think that maybe you know, but I, I can see. When he got in a second, though, I thought that he'd you know see what's up because it was only like the second lap of the race. Yeah, and Muscan just kept marching away. Yeah. So to me, that's a dangerous prospect. Like. Who I don't know if I can beat the guy straight up. So now I've got to do it totally on points. Yeah. Totally on putting myself in the right position, and I got two weeks to think about it. Icing the kicker style, it's getting a little bit dicey. Ro- Roger uh, DeCosta thought that was the best race of Marvin's season. So good. It was. I, I I'd say now that he's the best guy in that class, riding wise. I don't know if it's going to work out points wise. Hey. And I, I don't want to say he's the best. He's a better rider than Wilhelm, but I feel like he's riding better right now. So that's something to think yeah. about going into the last race. That's got to be nerve wracking. But I'm with you. I think he gets second easy. Yep. And that's and that's only three points. JT, what do you think? That was the first race where I've just been like Wygant said, where yep, Mar- Marvin was better today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like Will's position with the depth of that class not being you know, the greatest, like we've talked about. Um, there's really only one or two guys that could possibly beat Will without a crash, and that's Bowers or Wharton. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Nobody else has a chance of beating him, period, uh, in a straight-up race. So right. you, can't like, you can't like your position if you're Marvin. You're, you're almost hoping for just a miracle ride by Wharton or not, not necessarily a miracle ride, but you're, you need a lot of – you need help. You know, mm-hmm. that's never a good spot to be in. Um, JT, what did you think of uh, Wharton's move on Bowers? I thought it was fine. I, I, To be honest with you, I was really surprised that, that Tyler didn't back off there. Mm-hmm. If it would have been me and, and that ha- that move happened over and over it last did. night, yeah, yeah. you have to back off. He has the line. Uh, you know, it was early. Get him back. You know, there was just – I didn't think there was any room for Tyler to force it there, and, and he did, and he paid the price. I, yeah, I didn't think it was anything wrong on Wharton's part whatsoever. What do you think, Wagant? Well, here's what I heard. I went over to the Pro Circuit truck. This is what Bauer says. He says, Wharton's mechanic put on the pit board, dirty pass. So they go past the pit board, very next corner, Wharton's on the inside, and he's like, oh, crap, he's going to nail me. Maybe if I can get out of this corner quick enough before he gets to me, I'll be okay. So he said he just pinned it and hoped that he wouldn't get hit. That was what he said right now. I think you should do the opposite. Oh, shit, dirty dirty pass, get on the brakes. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. There Um, was no room there. No room whatsoever. I I was just surprised. I I know Tyler's 
been on the giving end and, and receiving end of that, that kind of pass many times, obviously arena cross champion. I, I was just, it puzzled me a little bit because I, I yeah. don't think that there was a lot of chance for success and there was plenty of time. It wasn't like it was the last lap and I've got, I have no, you know, yeah. we're going for a podium last lap. If I don't get it here, it's over. There was plenty of time. He, he was pissed after the race. He, he, he first said he didn't want to do an interview with me because he might say the wrong thing. And then I said, well, how about we do an interview, but you don't talk about the Wharton thing. Like, just say it is what it is or something. And then he proceeded to talk about the Wharton thing in the interview a little bit. So I was trying to like, hey, don't get yourself in trouble. You don't want to, you know, I'm trying to monitor this or whatever. Um, but uh, he was pissed. And, yeah, I didn't want to, like, argue with the dude. You know, that's not – after the race, you're just getting the quotes, letting them tell the story. But I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a super cross pass. I'm with you. I'm with you two guys. All three of us, I think, agree. Uh, Wharton doesn't agree with that, and Pro Circuit probably doesn't agree with that. But uh, yeah, you know. You know what doesn't help though. Hmm. Um, Moosegan said several times. He said it last week. He said it again in the, on Saturday morning when I talked to him that he thought Wharton rode crazy and was scary last week on those first couple laps. Han wasn't pumped and pumped on. I mean, Wharton was slowing him up big time that first lap. Like it was just dive bombing and all that. And I think Han clearly didn't want to deal with that. He wanted to go after Muscan. It wasn't Han that wanted to ride that way. Yeah. So it's not helping that Wharton's rep in the last couple of weeks isn't so good. So you know how riders talk. I'm sure Bowers and everybody's like, yeah, well, look at where the way Wharton's been riding. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. Help. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wharton is like Bam Bam now. Bam Bam Wharton. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? It's crazy hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. What else with this class? <laughs> I mean, what was you guys talked? Did you guys talk to Han? What was his? Uh... I didn't talk to Han. I did not talk to. Han. I did, okay. and he wasn't. He was not happy about Morton. He's yeah, like, but what? What about Moosecan? Yeah, well, he did say he's like, I just gotta, I, I gotta be happy that I got second. I gotta put a smile on my face. Um, you know, he didn't say the guy smoked me or anything like that. He tried to. He tried to make it sound like, you know, Wharton held us up and then I had no chance. But I know that it was like five seconds or something like that. Moosecan's lead at one point, And then it was like nine. And then it was like ten. So yeah, I, I thought Moosecan was clearly faster last night. Yeah. yeah. That's was, the first time I could say that. Look, he, he, yep. he, he was fastest in both practices. He yeah. led every lap of the heat and won. And he led every lap of the main event and won. Yeah, but in, in the main events that Moosecan has won previously, there was a point in every main event where you're like, ah, Will might get him here. Will, Will could catch him. You know, I just, yeah, he right, just made right. up time. He could get him. But no chance of that last night. It was steady pulling away. Han's last win was six weeks ago. You know? <laughs> but still, there were still times where you're, you're no, marking no, no. them. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. like, like, if you're Han, you're starting to forget, maybe. Well, yeah. this, this break yeah. could do him some good then. Yeah, maybe. You know? Maybe maybe right. stop the momentum. Right. Um, Gavin Faith rode well to to get a fourth, a career coming off a career best fifth last week. He got a career best fourth, um, so he's he's done pretty well. Cole Thompson was up there. Him and took out Freeze, and apologized on Twitter after for it. Um, classy Canadian that Cole Thompson is. After that, man, I'm sorry, but yeah, JT, here's here's your soapbox again. It, it well, I'm I'm done harping on it. It's but it's a great opportunity for those guys. It's just you see a different guy step up. Mm-hmm. Seems like every week. So uh, it's like who can put it together? And 
you see all these guys. Honestly, I see all these guys up there, and then they crash, and I'm just like, oh, you just blew it. You just blew your chance. <laughs> so many crashes, and those guys are going for it. You know, they're just trying. That's basically what, why they crash. They're just trying. You know who probably could have got fourth? I have no idea. Tim Perry? Uh, no, he would have won. Um, P.J. Larson. If P.J. would have, if PJ would have gotten a start at any point in the season, he could have been top five. But yes. he has not. Right. A bike or a start? Yes, I meant start. It was a uh, a very uh, it was me- it was a metaphor, I guess. Yes, if he had gotten a start as in a entry, so, or a good start. Oh, oh, I see. So PJ yeah. last week, the team didn't show up last week, and he rode a Rock River Yamaha with his cylinder head on it. This week, the team just was late. Is that? I mean, look, Chad Sanders is a friend of all three of us, uh, all three of ours here. Um, on the on the thing, but I mean, we gotta we gotta call it out. He was just they just didn't show up. They didn't make it. Yep. Yeah. It's, as much as you don't want to be harsh and say the wrong, I mean, it's just it's unacceptable. It really you, it is. You have and, Yamaha support yeah. this year. You have a rider who's very much capable of a top five, especially in that class. And he's there. The rider is there. He's not in Australia, which is what. You know, there was some mix-up the week before. The rider is there. He spent his own money to be there. He walked the track. The team did not show up. And from what we understand, Wygant, there was no problems, right? They just didn't show up. Yeah, I think they kind of put that out there, but um, I don't think they were going to make it. Like, they left too late, and, and there's a million reasons. I think, you know, they work on bikes. They work on bikes late. They leave late. They're working hard. It's not like they're just lazy. But I don't believe they were going to make it just straight up. How long is the drive from Pennsylvania to Minnesota? Too long. 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. I think if I'm Yamaha, I'm saying what WTF to 1110. We, you know, we, we have this rider, PJ you know, Larson, Peter Larson, and uh, you know, he's capable of being a top five, and you guys just didn't make it in time for the race. Well, it just for me, there just has to be a fundamental redesign of how you're going racing. Whatever, you know, th- yeah. this has happened too much, really. And it, it, I know they're working hard. That's the reason they didn't get there is because they were working. That's why they didn't leave. They were still working right. on stuff. Right. Um, but, man, you know, at some point you just got to be like, man, we've got to – there's got to be some changes made here. Yeah. How, we're we're how, shooting yeah. ourselves in the foot. Everything we're doing good by results and anything is just getting completely erased by the negatives. They're They're – they have a they have a lot of goodwill built up, and part of it is because of guys like us saying uh, "filthy Phil" and Alex Martin and the Black Box fan, and they're they're you know Chad's Motors, and they're the little guys that could. We did a feature on them. Um, people like it. It's the underdog team. The only thing that could be, help them more is that they rode two strokes. Um, but that's sort of going away with these mistakes and crap like this happening. Do you agree, Weege? Yeah, because, um, I mean, just for example, Larson, I believe, pays his way to the races. So that is the worst-case scenario. A guy spent money to go race and you didn't bring his bike. Like, public opinion will turn very quickly when you do that. We all know how privateers are very well protected in this sport. And also, you too. You know what I mean? Like, do not do something to screw over a privateer or you will feel the <laughs> wrath of the fan. Yeah. Also, too, uh, PJ's a good guy. He's popular in the pits. Yeah. You know? Like, yep. people, people do like PJ Larson. Yeah. Uh, friendly, friendly dude and trying hard and – but I mean, if you're if you're him, you're like, man, I should have just put my 450 with that Teddy Parks dude, 
and kept on that because he was making mains. You know, he, he, had a rough, he had a rough start, but then he was making mains. And we know the purse money in the 450s is so much better. He's got to be questioning himself right now. I still say, I mentioned this last year on the show, it is strange to me how there are teams in the pits that appear to be well-funded. They have semis. They have good-looking pit setups. They show up every week. The rotters always enter. Those things aren't even an issue. But results-wise, they really never do anything. Um, 11-10, I said this before, they do the hard part. They actually go fast. They actually contend. They actually can make the hardest part of racing happen. I still, <laughs> to me, someone has to marry those two things together. But hey, it's Chad, the... <laughs> you build the bikes. We'll do everything else. Yeah, it, it, they got that part down. But it's the, the little things like showing up and entering a rider to a race. <laughs> yeah, the like little... Mun Race, does Mun Racing have those problems? Yeah, right. Does, uh, a, or AG... HRT or Jab, you know what I mean? Like those teams show up. Yeah. They don't ever have – there's no moments where they're like they were on the podium or they led laps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Jab Motorsports, AG Motorsports, Mun Racing, they would kill yep. to have the, the results or even the, you know, the – the positions that eleven ten had before crap went sideways in certain races. Right. Right. So would you say that those got those teams are the triples, and that eleven ten is the the factory guy that you never know how he's going to do? Go. May get you on the podium, but may not even make it to the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. which is better? Which which would you rather be? No, the team that you no. know you're going to be no. at the race, or the team ah we may come this weekend. If we do, we're going to kick some ass. But if we don't. Uh yeah, we just re ran out of gas. No, I think I think the um I think the bottom line is you have to show up at the races. That that's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, my point is I don't understand like the why wouldn't why wouldn't one of those teams be like, Hey, let's just hire that dude to do the racing part. Like he'll build all the bikes. Yeah. And we'll do everything else. We'll even paint our semi flat black. Yeah, there to, you go. To make you feel at home. You don't need to run this four hundred thousand miles on a box sand. We will handle the transportation. Yeah, build the bike. Well, and even you know, and even Sander, like uh, earlier in the year, um, PJ was wearing X brand goggles. We know I do the work for them, and that was handled terribly. Um, PJ ended up, you know, they had a team sponsor, and a little bit of blame falls on PJ. Most of it falls on Sander. He handled it terribly, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I've let it go. I don't, you know, I'm not going to let that affect. Yeah, we, my, we can tell affect my reporting. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just again. He gave me, Chad said, ah, oh, I'm just so busy, and I'm so, you know, I was, I was working at 3 o'clock in the morning all week, and I, I'm like, I get it. I get that. You're, you are you're a hardworking dude, and a good guy, too, trying his best, but you have to handle this certain parts of being a team owner. Right. And, and, that's, and, and that ball was dropped in that situation, and, and here we are again, you know, and it happened last year. So, come on, Santa, all of us are pleading with you. Well, and it comes down to we all want them to succeed, right? You know, that that for me that's what Yeah. I don't I that guy was like a brother to me. Um, you know, he he came down to live with me in the winters and I would go stay with him in the summer. So to see this and I I don't want to see him do stuff like this, you know. I, I want to yeah. see those guys succeed and do it the right way. So um all right. I don't want it, I don't want it to come across like we're bagging on them or just trying to throw them under the bus. We just, you know, we want to see him do it right. That's yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, yeah, it was. An, it's an awesome story, and and kudos to Yamaha for um, 
supporting those guys and helping out. Like, look at this. There was a true, you know, circus-style atmosphere, privateer team holding it together with glue and strings, and Yamaha rewarded them. Like, wow, right? Like, that's awesome. It's like the little dude wins. Yep. And Wait, you, you, they're going to ruin it, though. It's, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. moves like that are going to ruin it. That's kind of what we're getting at, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can't do that if you're getting Yamaha support. And Yamaha already had the Velocity 3, you know, thing fall apart on them. Right. And now they got a team that isn't making it to the races. Yeah, can, so. can things go worse for Yamaha and their motocross program as a whole right now? Uh, yeah. Can it? Um, their, their 450 program is, you know, they've got a lot of bad press about it. Not a lot of people excited about riding that bike. Their 250 program, they're they're trying to do the right thing. They're helping the little guy. Yeah, and that's going terribly. No, and even and even Star Racing, um, you know, they went from having four guys to two. Yeah, all their guys are hurt. Yeah, guys are hurt. They're oh not man, they he's got a feel for him. At least they're winning the MotoGP. You know, and and. and I thought Alex Martin was always just a couple weeks away, and now he's not going to – well, obviously, we're, we only have one race left. He won't be there for um, – till outdoors. Like, yeah, Yamaha's teams and, and riders are <clears> – <throat> it's not good. It's not good. No. no, their motocross program as a whole right now is not but, not going well. You know, Josh Grant got hurt. Yeah. Brayton has not been as good as he was last year. Uh, it's just tough. The only – I if you – if you want to point out a positive, it is that there are more Yamahas on the track than there was last year because I've done some of the math. So that part okay. is good. I mean, the Canari, Nicoletti, Blos, um, you know, they're not shining necessarily, but they're on the track in the main events. And that's, Yeah, I guess that, that's a plus. They do have – I'm sure they do probably have more bikes in the main event than they did. No, there were times where they had one or two, Davey and, right. Davey and right. James, you know, um, last year and sometimes just Davey. So – um, what else? KTM domination this weekend. Yeah, well, across can... across the globe, really. They won every they won every race there was. Yeah, they could I mean, win. They, they could they, they could win all three titles here in Supercross. They're probably not yeah. going to. They're probably not probably not going to. But a very real chance they could win all three. Yeah, uh, they won <clears throat> Supercross both classes, GP both classes. Uh, you know, if Gurky had got into the top ten, they would have had three guys in the top ten in the 450 class. Yeah, that's uh, man. They had, hard to and they had, hard to not take notice. And they had four guys in the main with Les Smith getting in. Yeah. There. you know, he crashed out, but yeah, he should be okay. By the way, he. Uh, I think out. he may have broken ribs. Nope, I talked to him. No, he doesn't. No, okay. He thinks he'll be all right. He's going to get double checked, but he thinks he'll be fine. You talked to him today. Yep. Okay, good. I talked to him last night. But oh, I yeah. talked to him yeah. today. So, uh, what was his real name again? Uh, Martin Martin Wesley Smith the third. Yes, I talked to Martin Leslie Smith the third. Yes, ribs are sore. Um, <clears throat> anything else? Oh, why can't um, you missed the laugh of the night in the lounge when JT claimed he can get sixth, sixth or you know seventh in the two hundred and fifty Supercross series? No problem. I just said this is actually what I said. If I had been continued riding from when I rode in the off season, I was riding good. Right now, the way the 250 class is, if I had a good night, I could get sixth in that class. The way as volatile as it is and as with everyone hurt. I stand by it. I stand by it. <laughs> uh, and I will say, I think people know, JT, one of the depreciating humor, self-depreciating humor. 
that's not you being cocky. That's not your style. You're no, more no, than willing yeah, to yeah. say you are what you are or you belong where you belong. So I know when you say that, you're trying to be from a very realistic position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't no, say no. I could go yeah. out and win the class. You know, yeah. I'm being yeah. realistic for the way the guys are. And, and I'm not saying that would be every single weekend, but I think that I could. I, I mean, as, as much as I bag on myself, I know what I'm capable of at the same time. Yeah. So, whatever. Well, well Chad didn't think so. That's fine. Uh, there was a lot of people, Villeman, Villeman thought so, Chisholm thought so. What do you mean Villeman and Chisholm thought so? They both tweeted you today that they thought I could as well. Uh, Might want to look it up. Yeah, I'm going to have to research that. Okay, well, it's it's in black and white, so <laughs> it'll take you about 12 seconds. So so Villeman and Chisholm thought you could. and uh, Well, Chad's not going to give me any credit in any situation for anything ever. Yeah. So take that with a yeah. grain of salt. Right. You rescue him from a burning building. He's going to be pissed that you maybe made him cause cause him to drop his drink or something. Exactly. Right, yes. Right, I, right. I got his shoes dirty, dragging him out of the building. <laughs> um. Anything else? Are we Are we good? Um. What's it? Anybody seen the weather report for Seattle yet? Ah, uh, yeah, I checked. I did check. Um, rain. Forty percent chance of rain on Friday. Twenty percent chance on Saturday. But weather. They could change. Yeah, five yeah. times between right. now and then. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exactly banking on that. You know, uh, yeah. Trey Kennard had a good night. Uh, he did fall though, but he was looking like he would be in that Barsha Reed battle before he fell. Um, Blos was all right. He was ending up. He 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 kind of after the race told me like, dude, I was just jumping through the ropes because I was taking it easy. I I, I twittered that he was. Blos said F it and just started jumping through the whoops. JT would have been proud. Yeah, I thought it, if you did it right, it was it wasn't that slow at well, all. I guess. Um, hey, one good thing we haven't even talked about the track, which is good. It was good. Yeah, I thought the track was was better. Yeah, yeah, it was for sure. Why again? Did you like it? It appears to me, if you watch the last three or four tracks, does it not seem like the there's just more dirt? Like the whoops are steep, bigger. The jumps are steeper. They just look more challenging. Yeah. Well, they even do the, seem that way. Even the finish line was like filled in. Like they had a, too much dirt, almost. You know. Yeah, there were several parts. Uh, you know, outside of a berm, uh, the berm after the whoops, that berm went on for like five additional feet for no reason. Like, yeah, yeah. The backside was just gigantic. You mean, you mean the first turn? Or, no, no, no. We're oh. we're uh, Dungey Pass Villapoto. Oh yeah, yeah, right there, right. That, yeah. that left hand turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That berm just went on forever. Yeah, and what about the giant mound of dirt before the finish? That was just like a hill. Yeah. The Hubert H. Humphrey. Hill, right? Yeah. Hill, yes. Yeah. And remember, there was a there was something a smaller version of that, but it was still there at the finish line jump last week. You know that roller before the finish? Yeah. I don't know. And that you know you know what? Hey, yeah, more dirt or something. Like we bag on them, so we got to pro- give them you know props. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. They've been good. We haven't we haven't been there since five years, so who knows what their dirt situation is? You know, it's yeah. been so long. It could be they had you know that maybe they had more dirt then. Or who knows? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna text Dave Prater and say, "Hey, did you have to buy new dirt? Was it there from back in the day? Like you knew you were only going in once because the dome's getting destroyed." So, I doubt they outlay the cash. No, they. I highly doubt they bought new dirt just for one year. Right. So, yeah. was it dirt from when were we there last? I don't even know. Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. So was it dirt from oh eight? Like, could we find like a, you know, like a, a reed pedal in there from a two stroke? Well, I'm. I mean, the dirt we're using in the other stadiums we've had for years and years. You know, the right. the, the Anaheim dirt, 
the reason that's you know it was it's always bad now it's rocky and shale is because of those mud races we've had years ago where they brought in road fill um so you know some some races have been replaced with dirt but there's a yeah. lot that haven't yeah i think it's is it five years someone told me one time five years they they buy new dirt okay i don't i don't know if that's true or if i dreamt that or you know yeah i'm not sure I was drunk and someone told me that i have no idea but i seem to remember that it was a five years um that's a frustrating fact for riders, though, is some of the races, if there's one mud race, the dirt's ruined forever yeah. until they replace it. Uh, that, that road fill is terrible. What do we know about Max Malaysia? 999. Max M- Militia. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He, he got very fortunate. Um, <laughs> In the LCQ. I was going to say lucky. I'm glad you said fortunate. I'll take that. <laughs> the two guys took each other out. Uh, the last lap, two turns to go. Right. Yeah, and he got it. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Has that, that ever happened to you, JT? Uh, it has in the 450 class. Yes. Um, not two guys took each other out, but uh, Balby grenaded himself. Uh, Shock- one time. Shocking. Shocking. Yes. Yeah. Like late in the LCQ. Yeah. Type deal? yeah. 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 For sure. It's happened a few times. I've been on the, you know, I've been on the other side, like with DV, where you know, I've been the guy that went down right at the end. So, yeah, DV still, 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 still says nothing wrong with that pass. Yeah, it's whatever. DV is DV. Um, it's fine. It wasn't the dirtiest pass I've ever seen, but just the situation. I think it sucked. I, I think if you run nine 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 and you spell your name M A X X, that's some balls right there. Yeah. Like there's something about Max nine nine nine. I like that. Double X. Yeah. Are double you still X. on the Adam Cincerello nine nine two bandwagon? I am, except two reasons. That's Giancarlo's Ramos number, which I did not realize. Okay. Uh, and uh, Larry Ward uh, was – I was talking to Larry Ward today, and he reminded me he was the highest number to ever win a national at 971. Yep. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm trying to get AC to run 992 to, to try to break that record if he can win. And Larry started calling me names. I said, why do you want to take away all my obscure records? I don't have many. So uh, – well. That what probably you, didn't help your podcast chance. Records. He was first guy to first guy to win on a four stroke two fifty F. He was the first guy to get rehired by the same factory team. There was one more that he said too. Um, Largest uh gap I think between first and second career supercross wins. Yeah, maybe that was it. Eight years. Yeah. From and Seattle. I'm sure winning Seattle 90 and 99, that's got to be some way you slice that. That's got to right. be a record. No, Larry Larry stated he only had – he said, thanks, Dick. I only have weird records, and you want to take them away. And well, was, That is true. Yeah, and then we, and so then we went into all those weird records. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I think we're good, right? What do what, what we got? Seattle this weekend? Why get, I, am, uh, I will not, not be attending Seattle. You're not going. Not going to Seattle. Wow, so, you, you uh, are not going to be sleepless in Seattle. No, I will be sleepful. Um, uh, oh, no. Do we know this? Am I handling stuff? What's going on? What am I doing? Hansel's going. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, there will be a little more on the plate for sure, but it won't be a nightmare. But uh, the point is, you know, Jimmy is going to be our fill-in guy. He's not racing. I'm sure he won't be going. No. no. Tough. So your assignment this week, you got to find a third wheel for this show. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try, and then you know what's going to happen. You're just going to get the call. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Next um, Sunday night, see you there. Oh, hey, interesting thing. I, uh, Phil Nicoletti crashed out, but he was 
up there again. And I spoke to Alan Brown after the race about uh, Phil. Um, and he says that he thinks that Phil is starting to put pressure on himself like he can be a guy. And they're trying to tell him, Phil, it's, you know, it's your first year. You know, you only started making mains in the last, you know, half of the year. So don't put pressure on yourself. And so that's weird. I found that strange. If, I found, if I, he, was, uh, he was 12th when he went down. So if I'm Phil Nicoletti. I think I'm just, you know, happy to be there type deal. You know, no one expected much from him. But according to Alan Brown, he's putting, maybe, maybe putting a little bit of pressure on himself. Right, yeah, get, but it's yeah. got to be pretty – like he was running ninth in the last lap last week, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to be pretty excited to think, you know, holy crap, i got a shot at finishing in the top 10 in a 450 Supercross. I was nowhere in my career a year or two ago. Like, my team forgot to sign me up. got to be hard to my team, for, my team forgot to sign me up last year. Yeah, my team forgot to sign me up. We won't mention what team that is, but I think we've talked about them enough. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's kind of hard to resist that. Right. Like, man, this is exciting. Yeah. Like, like – it's like when all the toys are under the tree on Christmas, and then you got to leave to go to Grandma's, and you got to just be cool with that. Like, I know they'll be here when I get back. I know I can only take one of these toys with me, but when I come home tonight, like, that's frustrating. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> still holding JT years later. Why can't? Still, still upset about this. <laughs> um, you got to go to Grandma's. You get all these toys under the tree. They're going to be so exciting, but you're told to yeah. just chill out. Just um, chill out. Okay, so... Long layoff this weekend. Who wins 250 West Series? Who wins the race, I mean? Who wins the 250 race this weekend? Does, does the long layoff help or hurt anybody? I like I like Roxanne at Seattle track. I think he's good conditions for him. He was really good on the 350 there last year. Mm-hmm. I like Roxanne. Why get? Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that because normally we say that there's momentum from the 450 races, but I don't think they went the way Tomac planned. Um, no. Roxton did one, and he was bummed after Daytona, but I thought he rode awesome. So uh, I don't think all signs point to Tomac's going to win out and Roxton's right. just going to hold on to enough points. Couldn't, you know how I don't like doing that kind of math. Couldn't you see, like, like Seeley winning, you know, Jason Anderson? You know, I think the long layoff, if there's a guy I think that might benefit from it, I think it might be Seeley. I know he didn't race a 450 or anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But he was just, coming back from a big injury and a long time off at these first, you know, six yeah, races. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I could see something weird happening this weekend. Remember yeah. uh, Brock Tickle winning on the Star bike, you know? Um, yep. Sealy yeah. was not that far off either. I mean, he was in the hunt with those guys week right. in, week out. Right. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, thanks for doing the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast Minneapolis Supercross wrap-up. And it's pre- presented by ThorMX. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but it is. Our friends at ThorMX.com present I was not aware, and I'm still not aware. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yes, you are a Western Power Sports guy. Fly racing. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. We, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Uh, till next week. Uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, till next week. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Bye. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.